You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast, provided to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am your host. I am Jeremy. Um, I am Black Dante on Twitter. And Instagram, Facebook, I don't really know like that. And I'm also too old for a lot of these new apps, so love me through it. Uh, my AKA for today will be Stop Being a Whole Ass Nigga, Anthony. And as usual, I am joined by my friends and my co hosts. Hello, everybody. It's Candace, AKA You Can't Win When You Dirty. Here's looking at you, Angela. Mm. You can't win when you dirty. You can't cook when them pots ain't clean. <laughs> <laughs> you can't cook when them pots is not clean, okay? Um, <laughs> hey, y'all. Not newlywed PC on all social media. It feels good to be back. Uh, blame it on me. Last week, we didn't have an episode. Your girl spent uh, the weekend in New Orleans having some good, good old kid-free relaxing time with my sister circle. And um, I just didn't want to task Jeremy and Adrian with trying to record at six, seven o'clock at, in the evening. Um, so we back this week. Hey, Adrian, I have missed you. I'm glad you're back. Um, you know, you really make our circle complete. And uh, are you ready to cut up? I sure am. I sure the fucking am. Because... Ratchet Ramblings just celebrated his sixth birthday. It it went past on uh, July 25th. And if you are a longtime listener, you know how Ratchet Ramblings came to be. Because me and Jeremy just used to recap Love and Hip Hop on Crown and College. Shout out to Bianca. Mm. Um, and shout out to CSPN, who, you know, opened the door for us to do what we do. Um, and it just, it just took off. People actually like hearing us be fucking ridiculous and we thank y'all we are True. we are closer to a decade of doing ratchet ramblings than we are to year one let that fucking sink in so I mean, the, the fact that y'all allow my bowl of grit sounding ass to get on a mic and be ridiculous is beyond me but you know what i appreciate it it's gonna be what it's gonna be it is what it is it is what it is um Y'all want to talk real quick before we get into these shows. Uh, it, it came out in the news. So a few things have come to be regarding NeNe leaks. And before we discuss that, I just want to say to Andy and Bravo that I think that it is very petty to try to erase her, right, from anything related to Real Housewives of Atlanta, but still use her biggest sayings and things like that because um, shout out to Tia. Tia was signed up for the BravoCon um, pre-sale thing and she showed me the email where the email is titled Bi Wig. <laughs> Audacity. A lot of y'all want to try to y'all want to try to clip her out of flashbacks and things like that, but you still want to use some of her most famous sayings. Give it a fucking break. If you don't fuck with her, don't fuck with her. Yeah, don't half-ass it. Because, don't half-ass know, it. Because we've had, you know, I mean, here, social media at this point have had many conversations about, you know, while Nene in some ways wasn't necessarily wrong, but that fault, but but she wasn't right in that falling out with Bravo and then and stuff, right? 
that don't detract the fact that Nene, when you think of housewives, particularly Atlanta housewives, you think of Nene. There's no way in hell you don't. And the fact that they are in blatantly, like not even trying to hide the fact that they that they're trying to erase that. Like, honestly, to me, and this is just my opinion, y'all honestly look worse than Nene to me in that regard. Because, like, absolutely, you can't, you trying to erase her from that. Like you said, Candace, if you don't fuck with her, just don't fuck with her. But, like, using her image, using her likeness, using her phrases while also simultaneously trying to erase her from Real Housewives lexicon, plan somebody else's face. Don't plan mine. Period. And we could take it a step further. You do not get the Real Housewives of Atlanta that's on season 15 without Lanethia Leaks. Truly. Because the goddamn show ain't Sheree carrying it, I'll tell you, you that. You really don't. And I do not care that Candy is the longest running housewife at this point or whatever the case may be. No, no cast member on Real Housewives of Atlanta is as memorable as NeNe Leaks to this day. Has not been on this show for seasons now. She is still associated with Real Housewives of Atlanta. Her memes are used constantly. Her gifs her sayings, her quotables. Now, why am I in this? What's wrong with a Bob? Nothing. My like, man, my man, my man. So, so many quotables. So again, if you don't fuck with her, don't fuck with her. Don't use her likeness. Don't use her most famous sayings. Don't do none of that. Leave her alone. Or do yourself a favor and bring her fucking back. Because let me be honest, I feel like amid everything Nene has going on, Andy dropped the fucking ball and letting Carlos King get that exclusive two hour interview with Nene Leakes on the heels of her breaking up with the with the boyfriend who was still legally married, but separated and going through a divorce. These things that have happened with um, Bryson and I listened to the interview and I will say I, I thought it was a great interview I thought Nene was transparent and I thought it took a lot of strength to discuss having a child that is actively battling addiction to one of the most addictive drugs on the streets right now, fentanyl. She was very honest. She was very open. She discussed how she has sent Bryson to rehab several times. Bryson is married. Bryson has kids. And at this point, all she could do is hope one day that he will be ready to get clean because you can't force somebody to get clean and stay clean. They have to hit, sadly, that most addicts have to hit rock bottom. And even then, at a lot of times when they hit rock bottom, the next step is for them to end up in a casket. And so I know people will try to play this game like, oh, what he went through in life that made him do this, that, and the third. And Nene even said she was very open. She said a, a part of her, if she could go back and redo it, she would not do Real Housewives of Atlanta because for what she chose to do, it opened her kids up to a lot of scrutiny that they did not ask for and had cameras in their face when they did not ask to have them there and that it could have had an impact on how they view themselves and things like that because the internet is fucking mean. And we are part of the internet. And I know sometimes I could be fucking mean on the internet, especially when we deal with these reality shows. But the other part is that's what you signed up for. But she said her kids did not sign up for that. And that could certainly play a role in what has 
contributed to Bryson's like addiction and things like that. So mm. it it was it was a good interview. It was a really good interview. Um, Bravo should have had that interview first, considering this is a a Bravo OG. Like, I don't give a fuck. And people was mad at me in my mentions like, oh, you a sick individual for wanting her to talk about this or discuss this or put this in front of our faces. I'm not talking about it like in a way where we can make fun of it. But we need to be honest about how fentanyl is is worse than the crack era at the at the rate it's going. If anything, I felt like it was a missed opportunity for both Nene and Bravo to maybe bury the hatchet you know, and move forward. So yeah. I feel like, and if anything, I feel like that was the biggest takeaway. I took like, it was just a missed opportunity. To not, to not only like bury the hatchet, but have honest conversations about what it looks like when you are dealing with addiction up close and personal. We talk a lot about even right now in season 15, it is so surface deep this season. Nothing is worth discussing for real, for real. We have been talking about how they are not pushing these women to give us their true, the the true things going on in their lives and real storylines. They feeding us bullshit. This was an opportunity to. This is a storyline that I think people could have connected to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In, a, in a conversation that could have been had because fentanyl is. I know a lot of people don't are not really talking about it as much as they should. But every time I hear a conversation on fentanyl, especially from like medical professionals and things like that, like they are scared to death, especially when like people are producing fentanyl and shit in their basements and it's just overdosing people very quickly. So and her dating life. I mean, it's interesting. Like, what's the scoop with this this fine African who look like he scammed people? It's a hell of a lot more interesting than what's been going on on the actual show. I always wonder why Carlos hasn't got Nini a show. Mm. Me too. I wonder if it's something in the something with contracts like a non-compete. That's what I was just about to say. Is there a non-compete and how long does it last? Because at the same time, I'm wondering, it kind of takes me back to like Monique who went and got a show as soon as she left Potomac. So what like, do, are think, the, do the contracts look that much different? Maybe because Nene was making so much more money or something. I just or she's she's more a, a bigger presence and people she's want a bigger her. presence. Yeah. yeah, I would. And if you do a non-compete uh, clause, it doesn't have to be super long because super long ones, um, if they're deemed to be unreasonable, they're not enforceable anyway. But with reality TV, you kind of have to be out there to get the click. So just even if the non-compete was two years, that's enough to cool her off a lot. Yeah. Do you think it might have been a case of like if she would even want to do it again, especially considering what she said about, you know, how it opened up a lot of her, you know, those in her love life to a lot of criticism that they didn't sign up for? Nene wants to do it. Nene Nene wants to do it. And her she kids are grown now. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'll just, you know, and, and, and the kids are fair. grown now. And I and I do think, and I wonder if this Carlos King interview is the first rollout in her maybe getting an, a show on own. I do think Nene is a big enough presence to carry her own show. And I do think that she has enough things going on in her life, either good or bad or, you know, stressful, that people would be tuned in. 
I do would, think I know that. I would be tuned in just because what does, you know, life navigating losing your husband of all these years and then getting back into the dating world. And I'm sure it's not the same. And she like, you ain't gonna never find another Greg leaks. I'm sure that makes dating extremely hard dealing with, you know, Brent just uh, had that huge health scare. Bryson is struggling tremendously. Then you got grandbabies and stuff in the mix. She's got some real storylines that if she wanted to be transparent about them, it would absolutely catapult Nene back to the top of the reality TV world, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. I think there's potential. I think there's potential there. But I guess it gets kind of difficult because if most a lot of the storylines that you just named, it involves her kids. So I guess maybe do they even want to do this? Yeah, Would they even want to be, you know, be a part of the reality thing? Because that's a that's a that's a lot. So if she doesn't have those parts, like with her kids, now we just have the dating thing. So maybe we do a dating show with Nene. Something. I think I think we can. I think we could get there. And then I we got to remember, like, also if like if either of the boys agreed to be on the show or the grandbabies or the 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 daughter in laws or however that looks. You know, they stand to get a check, too. You know, so I just I agree, Adrian. Was there a non-compete for all this time? We haven't seen her on another show similar because she was on College Hill. But that's a totally different avenue than a Real Housewives show. So it's interesting. It's interesting to say the the least. The the true shade is that this conversation we're having about Nini is more interesting than anything that's going on on the actual Real Housewives currently. Could oh, I forgot we haven't even talked about them. No, Um, before we go though, a picture started making its rounds on the internet of Sharice and Chris Samuels having lunch. Wait, what? I missed this. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, there's a. Let oh, me you didn't find see that. You didn't see that picture. They out at a restaurant eating together. Sharice and Chris Samuels. Yeah. Mm, mm, I, mm. It's a lot of things I could say about Monique, but God damn, you don't have to downgrade to Sharice. But <laughs> uh, mm, well, maybe he wants somebody with shoulders wide as he is. I don't know. Okay. I smell, I smell a scam. I smell, I smell production. Something, something weird. I mean, it's, it's involving Sharice, so I mean, that you can never, you never can take that angle out. Never can. Um. Okay, now we go to Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't know. I just, it's something about going on an international vacation and arguing with bitches that just don't sit right in my soul. Aren't they in like Portugal, Jeremy? Or some yeah. shit like that. Like y'all are in Portugal fucking arguing about if Drew kissed another woman and this fucking lawsuit that's against Drew because she didn't pay this chef or whatever the case may be. Again, just very surface level, surface deep bullshit that doesn't really prove to be worth its weight on and for didn't a story not only to, to the like, didn't you motherfuckers have like this, you know? Oh, making a big deal about it for a woman kissing another woman. Didn't you, didn't you niggas do this shit like two seasons ago with Kenya? Or am I tripping? Yeah. It was something. Oh, Portia. It was Portia. It was Portia. I think the last yeah. time Portia was on the show, I think. And it's like, who cares? At who y'all cares? big ass ages. I don't. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I was left remembering very little about this episode. And that just tells you all you need to know. 
And I I do I just feel like this this whole franchise needs to be totally revamped. And that includes Candy. Like all this talk about her being the longest running housewife at this point, and we have seen nothing. We've seen nothing. Right. All we talked mm-hmm. about was some shit, a, a former employee from OLG being murdered, but it didn't even happen at OLG. Like, what else have we heard about Candy? As she's supposed to be the it girl. As a matter of fact, they released the reunion seating chart, and Candy is the fourth chair. Mm. Yes, she should be. Yeah, I mean, the longest running housewife got out first chaired by one of the newest housewives. I mean, (laughs) let that sink in. Drew and Sanya are the are the two newest housewives on the show. And Drew is sitting first chair for the upcoming reunion, which means she has carried the show on her back for the second half of the season with this whole Ralph divorce and debacle, which, okay. A nigga named Ralph. Fuck nigga named Ralph. What? Drew? This shit feel like an episode of the game because Ralph... (laughs) Nahi Derwin. Oh. Ralph... Ralph 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 Ralph. Ralph Ding Dong Davis. <laughs> Ralph, <laughs> Ralph running off to Las Vegas to be a stripper. What are we talking about here? And why is that even happening? Mid, I mean, he's not even had midlife crisis, is he? I just, I'm Ralph, so confused. Ralph, Ralph like crisis. And why he got to run to Vegas to do that? He can't be an extra on all the Queen's men? Oh, <laughs> all the Ralph's <rest. laughs> <laughs> that's taped right there in atlanta <laughs> okay i i just i don't get it talking about you don't trust him and his suppose he's had an inappropriate relationship with his manager this is the same manager that was oiling him down for the for the stripping audition like this shit all sounds so it sounds like an urban fiction novel claw mills wrote this <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Mills. Ralph. Like, what are we? Write that down. Like, this nigga going to strip for bitches with roaches in their apartment. Like, what are we talking about? This, this stripper got roaches on the pole. <laughs> like, but Joe has been letting him play in her face. So, this sound, sounds wild, but he is also the person that left the house and went to Tampa for somewhere. Two hours. For 72 hours. And she didn't say nothing. So she like yeah. being, I, I don't know. Maybe she has some kind of kink for it. I don't know. I, don't I know. want like, and a part of me is wondering like, is she just pretending to care to have a storyline? Because there, then this, we said it in pregame. There's this whole thing that remember when Mimi, uh, Stevie J's uh, baby mama, Mimi was making all these cryptic, uh, IG post and IG stories about Ty cheating and fucking Drew and this, that, and the third. And we was like, huh, what the fuck? That don't even, like, they run in the same circles. And now, as we see for the upcoming second half of the season, um, it's being brought up again. And Drew all in the confessionals crying every time the production asked her, did she fuck Ty? I mean, I get it. Ty is some heat. Very beautiful. But it's just like, this is a lot. This feel like a Tyler Perry play. Medea gets messy. Medea bumps coochies. All right. Medea likes to scissor. I'm okay. 
Okay, I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know. I, hey, maybe maybe we'll be surprised with the second half of the season, but as of now, the first half is a dub, and you know, Andy, you can do better and be better. That's all I'm saying. Speaking of being better, the Bell Collective. One thing I want to get off my chest real quick. Um, Letitia, you are full of shit. You are full of shit, and I am glad to see in this week coming, you and Marie are finally finna have the blow-up y'all was supposed to been had because you went and sat in uh, Tambra's face acting like what you did wasn't intentional, and it was. And it was. It was very intentional. You knew what you were doing. You knew it was messy. You knew it was mean. And I just am trying to understand taking the word of a man that you do not know from a can of fucking paint over Tambra because she don't like making her personal life public to y'all messy asses. I just don't. No, I don't think her and Demond is like really doing that great relationship wise, but I would I would eat the the follicles out of one of Latrice's wigs before I tell you hoes about my relationship and my personal life when y'all are miserably married y'all goddamn selves. Ain't no fucking way. Who happily married on that show? Aikisha? Yeah, they look happily married. Yeah, Yeah, Aikisha. And that's because he ain't never there half the fucking time. He be in New York and she be in Jackson, Mississippi. So they just... Yeah, they doing a long distance marriage. The rest of these women is not in happy relationships. So Gucci can't see, can't even see her husband, grandson. Who is so adorable. He, ooh, he a cute little chunky son. Ooh, he's so cute. So adorable. Cliff and Latrice, I'm not sure who beating who over there. I'm not sure if it's elder abuse or domestic violence. Probably both. And uh child, don't get me started on Letitia and Glenn, but we could get started on I mean, Letitia I was since we're here. Now, do you buy that like shit that she said that you know? Well, Glenn was mad, but we talked about it, and now he understands. Do you buy that shit? I she don't want to be back with him, so she minimizing all this, and she's gonna be say, back with him. So she, I feel like she she plays this cat and mouse game with him only when the cameras are rolling, and I've like while we have chewed Glenn out, a part of me has had to step back and say, maybe Glenn reacts the way he does because when the camera's not rolling, she's doing one thing. And when the cameras are rolling, she trying to act like she don't really want to be married to this man no more. And she want to get away from him because she was just, she had made a post on Instagram. I want to say a week or so ago, um, talking about ha- celebrating her 20th anniversary with Glenn and talking about it's her life, it's her marriage, and she ain't taking nobody's advice, but she going to do what she want to do, whether it be 20 years good, 20 years bad, or just 20 years. Some dumb bullshit like that. And I said to myself, she plays, she do a lot of hot and cold with Glenn, and that's why he always fucking blowing the gasket every time the cameras is filming. Because I don't think she carry on like that when they not recording. They they married, they happily married in the same house when them cameras not rolling. That makes sense. Cause that could be why okay. That makes sense. A lot of his actions make more sense in that context then. Not saying he right. No, but, not that. But but if somebody does that hot and cold thing with you, eventually you you gonna have those type of reactions. Because yeah. I'm not I'm not celebrating that. no 20th anniversary and putting it online and making it public. 
if I'm not with this person and I'm not yeah. trying to be with this person. Yeah. I yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Now, um also, Aikisha, you talked all this shit about Letitia mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. Fair Street project, and baby, your proposal was declined was denied too. Mm. One thing about you those was you was talking that big that big bank hank shit. And they yeah. don't want they don't want to do business with you either, Miss Mamas. So you and your hypertension can scurry on off into the sunset. Cause if you I I guarantee if you wasn't trying to be so fucking weird and and trying to act like you was better than Letitia, if y'all would have sat down together and cooperated on putting together a proposal, two heads probably would have been better than one. Mm-hmm. Yep. They don't say teamwork make the dream work for no reason. Yeah. And I mean, especially considering tri- both of y'all the same type of message, considering that shit, that, that surprise triple date that you pulled, knowing that them people don't fuck with each other. Like, it, it ain't like you above the, the same kind of mess that she is. So y'all y'all got a lot more in common than you think you do. You tried yeah, to you tried to get that project solo in the, in the city of Jackson told you, no, no, they is not playing with your ass. Find you some. They say they're gonna find somebody else to do it. I wasn't mad at the triple date, um, because I feel like whenever Letitia or Marie or, or some shit like that try to get the girls together, I don't think it's ever with the intent of solving a problem. I think they literally put all them women in the same room when they're not getting along just to see them fight even more. Yeah, for me. I don't think Aikisha necessarily wants so Gucci and uh, Latrice to to be at odds, especially over a misunderstanding. Like they felt totally different ways about this real estate thing. And I feel like that could have been handled far before now. But so Gucci was busy letting people like Marie get in her ear. Remember, so Gucci felt the way, but she wasn't feeling how she was feeling until Marie was talking about, yes, she snabbed you in your back, I see. I told you she was a snake. I told you this. And she even put it in her ear like, yeah, she probably wanted Selena to do that at your event. Like, uh, admittedly, so Gucci, you are 57. You too old to be letting people get in your head like that when you could just go to the source. But I don't think Marie... Or necessarily Letitia ever wanted them to hash the shit out and, and get past it. I don't. Now, they wigs yeah. both looked it bad, too. I, I say that. Me, personally, I don't like surprise get-togethers with someone that I don't like. Because then yeah, if the escalates and we, and we act up, then y'all coming at me when you put me in the situation. Um, so... I'm not a fan of that. I don't think she should have done it in this way. Cause how do you know they're not getting along and then you show up late? So you're not even there meeting them when they come in. Yeah. So that should have went all type of left. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I do. Um, I just why is Cliff so motherfucking sassy and always rolling his motherfucking neck? Every time the tree say something, he rolling his neck like a bitch. She even said girl. She even called him girl. Like, that's how much they be sitting up in that goddamn house fussing and fighting. Like, they be in that motherfucker fighting like t- uh, a-, a grandma and a granddaughter. I mean, that's kind of what <laughs> that's kind of what they are. So, I mean, 
He's, I mean, Cliff was uh, 105, so I mean, this is not too far. <laughs> but why JJ didn't have all that smoke for Cliff face to face? He had everything to say to uh, Big Willie about uh, about Cliff and how he acted at the party with the stripper and shit. But face to face, it was it was daps and hand claps. Cause he ain't, cause he ain't really about that life for real. And he wasn't wrong. That's the crazy part. He wasn't wrong. Cliff was really fucking weird in that situation. Cliff was further up on the goddamn stripper than most of the women at the party. Mm-hmm. Can you, like, he was so invested in talking about the man dick size and everything. Talk about you should have got a, a stripper with a six inch dick. That would totally defeat the purpose of getting a stripper. Because if that's the case, your wife could have just took you home. Why he measuring dicks? Because I know Cliff ain't meted up. <laughs> meet it up, meet it up, meet it up. Shout out to Fabo. Shout out one to of a, the best, one of the best runs in musical history. Shout out to a, to an Atlanta. Didn't legend, he say Barbara? Yes, Barbara. Yeah, a legend, a living legend. Okay, but I just he was really invested in his trip thing, and it, and I just to go to Glenn and lie. I don't that I don't even have no problem if he talked to if he if him and Glenn is friends and they texting like texting like yeah I'm at this party you ain't gonna believe this nigga uh JJ then brought out a stripper for so Gucci birthday party and shit that shit wow but to to call him up and blatantly lie on Letitia that's fucked up and to me it's just further proof of how abusive of a man he is to his wife because he's pretty abusive to these women in this group too. Like he says, he treats them any old kind of way, which I'm guaranteed he treat his wife worse. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like, and some, uh, you know, and granted, it might not be for the right reasons or for, you know, reasons that, you know, well, we don't like each other and not, we don't like each other. So I'm going to comment on it. But I mean, even so Gucci and Akisha have, you know, noticed that. Yeah. You know, I mean, hell in uh, shit. When 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 all that shit popped off here, when Latrice was on the phone, I mean not Latrice, when Latisha was on the phone with Glenn, here the first thing out of her mouth, and then they made sure to, uh, to roll it roll it back. She said like, "You Glenn, you're not gonna talk to me how how uh, Cliff do uh, Latrice like that." She said that out of her own mouth. So and not know. even that when they was at the holiday thing, why was Cliff talking to Latisha like that? Like it was really. It was really weird when he was like, yeah, I'm going to just tell it like it is, so don't fuck with me. Like, what? Which honestly kind of speaks to how bitch made the rest of the niggas are, including Glenn. Like, this supposed to be your... You, like, this supposed to be I would have a wife. problem with a motherfucker talking to my partner like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Glenn, you supposed to be, you know, head of the household. You supposed to be the man, et cetera, et cetera. And then a, 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 another nigga is talking to your woman like that but you you have more problems with Letitia than you do with Cliff. Right. Absolutely. Bitch made because I'm sorry, ain't no way in hell. Like Cliff is a hundred and goddamn twenty. All of y'all combined got at least ninety years on this nigga. He can't fucking move. He, the motherfucker. You know what? I almost said something real problematic. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> if y'all don't beat this nigga ass. Well, as much as y'all say y'all value and love y'all partner and y'all, you know, men and head of the household and shit, I don't know no man that'll let, let another motherfucker talk to his woman like that. Same. Yep. Like, I'm from the South. I know, I know, listen, they might, you know, be, 
I'm from the south in the country. I know some niggas who, you know, they might not be the, you know, the best of partners, but one thing they will not do is play by their old lady. At all. In terms of a motherfucker talking to them in an old kind of way. Um, so Gucci, you're a fucking coward talking about pressing charges. You wouldn't be talking shit about no police <laughs> if you hadn't got your ass whooped. Now you yeah. want press charges. You, you are know, you a is, coward and a bitch now. Come you on, know, now. As, a, as a as a as a Georgia native, um, who you know reverence to the great but very problematic uh, Gucci. The fact that this coward ass bitch has uh, has the moniker of so Gucci. It's a dis. I, I I would like to press charges myself. I would like to press charges against you for false advertisement of an Atlanta list. My boy said, "Take the name off you. Take take the name. Take it off." And her name Shantae or something. Go back to that, sis. Cause right. Cause how do you? And maybe my people just different. Cause this ain't the first time I've seen the new wife fight the ex wife, even in my family. But you don't call a, the police in that situation. If you weren't gravely injured, you don't call the police, especially when you know, like what a you start a you started that like you got what your hand called for so it wasn't an unwarranted attack you just didn't like the piece of pie you were served in in this situation that's it that's it. it like i'm you act like you got the brakes beat off you like this right. is really some family shit this is a situation that you help instigate and instead of owning your, yeah instead of owning your part in it instead of wanting to sit down and hell even just do a one-on-one with Selena. Okay, bitch, get your I rob bank on. I'm going to get my lick back. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to get my lick back. If y'all got to shoot the fair one so you can get your lick back. But it ain't no reason to be sitting up here talking about you love your stepkids and this, that, and the third. And you trying to, you trying to stick the law on that goddamn mama. And then and then being offended that they feel a type of way that you did it. Talking about I hope I don't, I hope he not five or six when I get to meet him. He might be. He might be twenty six by the time you get to meet him. Fucking with me. <laughs> Hello. And this is yeah, what. Oh, go ahead, Karen. No, I was gonna say this is what their kids have been talking about. Well, this is what JJ's kids have been talking about. When it comes to so Gucci, I'm going to start calling you Shantae because ain't shit Gucci about you. Talk about it. Them children have been saying that is your claim to fame. You throw rocks and hide your fucking hand. Then you run off in the sunset crying to their goddamn daddy. And because he bitter that the mama don't want him no more. He he automatically click up and and believe everything that Shantae is saying. You had a role in this. These girls have said repeatedly, you don't ever hold yourself accountable for the things you have done to them, the ways you have talked to them, and the ways that, that you have made them feel since you've been with their goddamn daddy. And I'm inclined to agree because you're not hand, you're not having no accountability in this situation. You're you are a grandmother. And it's not even me being funny and calling you old. You are literally somebody's grandmother. When you walk in a room and you walk and you're amongst a group of women, even if you don't like all of them, a quick, hello, everybody. Hey, ladies. Hope everybody good. What do that cost you? Her pride, which is why she didn't do it. <laughs> yo, uh, the way you, if yo, if how you do real estate is anything like your attitude, I could see why you can't sell a fucking house. So 
I just think that's some coward shit talking about pressing charges. I do too. Like it's not it's not that serious, especially when you know what that would mean for this blended family. Mm-hmm. And the like, in the mm. words of our in the words of our favorite dear departed Curtis, she ain't no real bitch. Not not at all. Not at all. Not even close. Um, before we get leave up out of Jackson, Mississippi, I would like to talk about this conversation with Josh and Latrice because I've had a little bit of a change of heart. Um, so yeah, Latrice and Cliff certainly have some huge marital issues, right? They certainly do. And Cliff was certainly unkind to Josh. But now that we know that there is another friend amongst that group, amongst the amongst Latrice and Josh that Josh could have went to, I want him to stand up and say that he went to Aikisha because he was being vindictive because he could have called the friend Amanda. They seem to hang together. Maybe he's not as super close to Amanda like he is to Latrice. But she's not a stranger. He's not a stranger. And he could have went to her and he could have if he wanted advice or her opinion, knowing that she she knows some of the things that go on with Latrice and Cliff, he could have gone to her. Now I do agree he went to Aikisha because he was purposely trying to be messy and put her shit out there to the rest of the girls. I mean, you would have to be Helen Keller to not see what the fuck is going on in that marriage. But also, if that's your friend, and he even said it, I well, I went to her because I was mad at you. But then saying, well, I didn't say nothing to make y'all look this, that, or the third. And we saw what he was saying. And yes, he did. He definitely painted the picture that they marriage is as fucked up as everybody has been assuming. So I just need him to stand up in it and own it. Because I, too, wouldn't have gone to Aikisha's mess. I wouldn't. She messy. We just said she was messy for even putting together that blind triple date. Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead, Adrian. No, I, ha- I didn't have anything else to say. Yeah, same. Because, um, like, the the moment Amanda said, like, why didn't you come to me? Because I forgot that uh, they had that conversation already. I forgot until they, like, showed the flashback. The moment she said that, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah Josh, you, you got to eat shit. Because ain't no way you already know Latrice and Akisha don't get along. Yes, Akisha is your friend, but she is not friends with your other friend who is Latrice. Why in the mother of fuck would you? Because <laughs> what was the first thing Akisha did? Went straight to Latrice and was like, well, Josh told me A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And it was exactly. like, come on, man. Which, if anything, Josh, why are you? Not more mad at Akisha because clearly you that's something that, you know, while again you was being messy, you told Akisha that in confidence, but you're not mad at Akisha, but you mad at Latrice, or you have issue with how Latrice handled it. Sonny, if little Tommy had five apples. And you a messy one. What does that equal? Yeah, I like I said, I don't I still agree that Josh is entitled to his feelings. He's he was not treated very nicely and very respectfully by Cliff. And if anything, I understand having an issue with Latrice and saying, I'm not telling you to go against your husband, but right is right and wrong is wrong. And you should never be comfortable with your friends disrespecting your partner or your partner disrespecting your friends. 
that should yeah, be absolutely. a that's a uni that should be a that's universal a, boundary. A uni not only a universal boundary, but a mutual respect. Because I don't fault him at all for feeling the way. Like I think like when that happened, um, you know, again before you know Amanda said, like, hey, why didn't you come to me? I think we uh said like if you are him in that situation and your friend is, you know, let's, you know, just call a spade a spade willingly with a man who is not only abusive towards her, herself, but also abusive towards, you know, her friend being you, as much as you might want better for her, she don't want better for herself. You can't force that. And you got to make a decision whether you want to stay in or pull back. So I don't, I still don't fault him for that. But what I do fault him for is that nigga, you knew good and goddamn well not to go to fucking Akeisha with that shit. Agreed. Now, shit. In the words of Candace, now shit. Now, now shit. <laughs> now. Um, <laughs> I mean, next week's episode looks very interesting. Like I said, it looks like Marie and Letitia going really get into it real heavy. And I'm looking forward to that. And I'm ready for these girls to treat Marie like an outcast. That's what I've been waiting on. They've been letting her make it too long. And that's primarily because of Letitia. Letitia has saved Marie's ass quite a bit. So I mean, she she hasn't saved it enough because the ass still look bad with that BBL. But and she's sitting up there lying, talking about this is homegrown. Who you finna lie to? Sitting up there, built like a goddamn ankle. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing homegrown about that, child. Marie, maybe, please. Maybe a ham bone, perhaps. But hello. <laughs> now shit. <laughs> shit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Um, this, this, our last show for today has been one of my breakout favorites, especially because when I initially watched it, I was like, mm, not feeling it. No, thank you. Love and Marriage Detroit. It's been, it's been giving, not, it's been giving theater. It's been, it's been messy and not, and it don't seem theater. like fabric. It don't seem like fabricated mess. This seemed like these motherfuckers are just terrible people and now their terribleness is taking a toll on their friendship. Yes. Yeah. Terrible and messy. Um, first of all, Anthony, when you start putting together the million fuck nigga march, we should have knew then. Mm. We high value kings. We leaders. We this. You are a gossiper. Yeah. You are There's a no... fat Tasha K. God, hold you. Uh, <laughs> you uh... are Tasha K. With wider hips. I'm a you big, are I'm the a messiest motherfucker in this circle. Go ahead, Jeremy. I just wanted to I wanted to introduce him for you properly. No, it's fine. You, um, I just wanted to piggyback off what you were saying about this nigga talking about we leaders. Uh, I'm sorry, I ain't lead I ain't taking leadership from nobody with as little bass in the voice as you have, Anthony. I'm just keeping it. I'm not you. taking leadership from no nigga who let their wife bully them into turning down Marvel and Disney money. Mm. Mm. And I don't care where you supposed to talk that over with. That is Marvel and Disney fucking money. They could have hired me to deliver tea <laughs> to the actors on sets. And I would have had my ass down in Atlanta 
getting that Marvel tea cup bag. And listen, it wouldn't have been secret invasion. It would have been tea invasion. So that's one has thing. There, has there been some infidelity in their relationship? Because that's the only way that makes sense. I don't, let them tell it no. But okay. they are a very religious, Christian, church-heavy family. So I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure there's a lot of shit that they're hiding in that relationship that will take an, another season or two to make our TV screens. I agree. Okay. Yeah, they, they churchy-churchy. Something in the milk ain't clean. Something. Okay. Because I I would I would I would hand deliver Mike to the studio in Atlanta to make some Marvel Disney money. Y'all said y'all want him to do what? Don't I make sure he get there. Don't worry about it. I'm packing his bag now. He'll be there. Don't even worry. Yep. Already booked the Uber. Say less. There's no way. So that's one way I can't take shit serious. Now, I am with Russell on this one. Okay. Brandon ain't have no reason and no business getting disrespectful with that man's wife. And I am also with Latoya for Brandon to say that Christina has been telling Brandon shit like that. Brandon didn't just come up out of thin air and say, all you do is copy my wife. Christina has told him that. Yeah. So these two motherfuckers feigning innocence about why Russell will feel away about the way Brandon and Christina came at Kobe. It's typical throw stones and hide your fucking hand. Cause why would your husband just say that out the blue unless you insinuated that to him? Yeah. Like, Oh my God, babe, look, look at her content. Look how she trying to be me. Oh, I worked with them before. Now she working with them. Look at her. Like Christina seemed like one of them people. She can't control her husband. So she trying to control every other aspect of her life. That's some, that's some pillow talk that became public talk because of Brandon. Yeah. Yep. Because he definitely came like out of nowhere when he first brought this up that she was copying her. So yeah, it's probably like little things. Maybe not an intentional and blatant, but probably some passive aggressive comments about her copying things that she's done. Yep. Absolutely. To which um, I want to... Okay. I have a theory. So... I believe that Brandon has sowed all these seeds of dissension because he has been in his feelings ever since Kobe told Christina at their anniversary picnic about the new artist that was a woman that he was developing and got caught in his shit. And that is exactly when he started bringing up how Kobe copies Christina. So if Christina is focused on thinking Kobe is trying to copy her or backstab her or siphon deals away from her, she's less worried about what Brandon is doing. Mm-hmm. So I think he purposely opened up this can of worms. He wants them to be at odds because now they can bond over having an issue with, with uh, Kobe and Russell. Yeah. hmm now she's not digging and poking and prodding to see what he's doing at the Star Factory, which what, still what, ain't creating no stars yet. But yeah. What what, what I've been saying uh, for the past couple of times we've been recording when people do this stuff, it's an t- age-old strategy. If we're talking about you, then we ain't got to talk about me. It yeah. also prevents Kobe from giving any more information to Christina because if they're bickering and not talking, even if she knows something from Russell... Or from Anthony, if they're not talking, she's not going to say anything to her. Nope, not at all. Um, I think I also agree with Russell uninviting them to the party. 
it wasn't the time or the place. Yeah. She should be able to enjoy her birthday. And I I truly felt he made the right decision when Christina didn't so much as wish that girl a happy birthday. Like, hey, you know, I know we need to sit down and have a talk, but I didn't want to let the day go by without wishing you a happy 30th birthday. Welcome to the 30 Club. Maybe we could, you know, do drinks or dinner at some point. Something. She did nothing. So Russell, had he did the right thing in that situation. And I'm glad LaToya has peeped the jig. Like Latoya was the first one to peep the jig. Like why do why does Brandon feel like Kobe is copying you? What what have you been telling him that he feels that way? Listen, that man is about as messy as his bone. <laughs> Too far? Okay, cool. No, and not a lie was told. <laughs> but on the flip, you need to have a conversation about being messy with your own husband Latoya cuz for somebody mm-hmm. who doesn't like drama and fangs drama and can't done do public drama and this, that, and the third. Your husband is currently keeping a lot of the mess and chaos going amongst this group because he has inserted himself in the middle of what Russell and Brandon have going on, and he's being super fucking messy with this talent showcase. How do you try to cut a motherfucker that's that plant it like it's their idea and, and shit out of the out of the whole thing? And then to try to put it on um, the the Russell situation, talking about, I don't feel like I could trust you. Why? What'd he do to you? Where all this lack of trust come from? I feel like Mm. two things can be true. Because it strikes me as odd that Anthony would even be in a position to cut Brandon out of it when it's it's Brandon's boy that's involved too. So something tells me he might have been leaving space. Mm-hmm. for Anthony to come, come and take over. But I do agree that Anthony seems to have the takeover spirit. But I think he left space for it to be taken over. Because if you're on your job and doing what you're supposed to do and Anthony's trying to plan stuff behind your back, your boy gonna call you like, hey, I thought we had already talked about this and this was settled. Nobody's talking to you. So that tells me that you probably have a reputation for being flaky. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good... yeah. That's, That's a great point. point. No, that point. is an excellent point. Where did you drop the ball that it was so easy for these motherfuckers to cut you out of this situation? Yeah. No lies and told there, Adrian. And I didn't like I didn't like that little jab that he tried to give Anthony about it must be your father's money or your daddy's money. That irritates me so much because they're the main ones that'll talk about trying to do stuff to get generational wealth, to build a legacy. That's why you get generational wealth. That's why you build a legacy. So that if my kid wants to do X, Y, and Z, I have resources to support them in that. Right. Yeah. But yeah. something tells me the way that Anthony blew up, that's an insecurity for him. And yeah. Brandon has a habit of attacking people's insecurity when he's backed into a corner and can't yeah. defend himself on reason and principle. He lashes out and gets nasty and dirty. Yep. Absolutely. And I also bring Bravo on the show and and get rid of one of them other people. Because Bravo said it best. Y'all is basically trying to have a pissing match. And he even told Anthony, like, this make you look like worse of a businessman than you actually are. Because why are you sitting up here trying to have a pissing match? And I thought it was really weird. Um, First of all, Christina calling Russell 
to say Anthony is talking shit about them, I don't believe that at all. Because that Britney lady never once said anything about Kobe and Russell. She said, Anthony told me that Brandon doesn't like me. And Brand- I knew Brandon said it because he's talking about, so I'm supposed yep. to remember everything I say? Mm-hmm. Just, let's just say I did say that. What, like, you said it. Anthony is messy, but you said it. Yep. Do I think Anthony was trying to gatekeep this publicist from them? Yes. Yeah. But do sure. I think you said it? Yes. Also, also yes. yes. Y'all are two terrible niggas. Like, so a lot of the times, both things are going to be true with y'all. Yep. Absolutely. Um, was that it? Mm, Russell leaving Kobe out of like the process oh, with this gym. Yeah. I. Hmm. I I I don't know. I said it in an episode before, but most men do not understand what it means to be a leader in their relationships and their marriages, and it shows in situations like this because what he is doing is not leading. It's actually quite the opposite of leading. Mm-hmm. And like he needs he needs to have a come to Jesus moment about this because that is the furthest thing from leadership. Leading means being transparent and having open and honest conversations and being able to communicate and discuss why you are so passionate about something um, instead of just being like, well, I'm going to do it and you're going to go along with it. That's not the definition of a leader. So I just, you know, I'm pretty sick of him using that word. So. And these women is a little too soft for me because I'd be to knock one of these niggas' head between the stove and the refrigerator. And I mean that. Mean that's it. That Cleveland in them. That's that dog for in them. Sure, that's that dog. Oh. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just not a fan of the way they move. Um, and I don't like how Latoya was criticizing Kobe and Christina for like arguing in public and stuff, but she didn't have anything to say to her husband while he was screaming on that woman in that at that event. And how he had that fucking meltdown on that yacht. True. I just find it funny how. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-mm. I just didn't like that. And I agree. I agree. Everybody else, uh, you don't even hold your husband to the same standard as you hold these other women. And I, I'm going to be honest, I try to not be problematic because when I peeped how emotional Anthony was, the first thing on my mind is this nigga is a bitch. But then I was like, no, we're unlearning things. A man emoting does not a bitch make. But then he has all the other qualities of a messy ass bitch ass nigga. True. He caddy. Mm-hmm. He always putting himself in the middle of shit that don't have nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. He always hooting and hollering and yelling and screaming. Even when he met up with uh Brandon and Christina, why the fuck is you going back with Christina? That was weird to me. And Brandon, why were you he not sat there? All these leaders and ain't nobody leading. What's going on? Mm. Like, how you, you sitting gonna there sus- watching these two motherfuckers go back and forth? Like, how you how you gonna subscribe to patriarchy but don't do it right? What are we doing? Not leading. Mm. Nasty Mm-mm. work. Very musty. Blech. 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 <laughs> Blech. <laughs> Men acting like bitches make my stomach hurt. Blech. 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 Give me the ick. Because they just doing shit to do shit. Mm. 
Heavens the Murgatroyd. All right. Heavens the Murgatroyd. Shit. <laughs> Y'all had anything else? Uh, I with this show, but uh, condolences to Giselle and her family with the passing of her father. Oh, that's right. Still don't like you, Giselle, but mm-hmm. condolences to your family. Peace and comfort. Also, Quad, Quad's great niece or niece or somebody pat drowned in her pool. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. That's that's so sad. Oh my! I know goodness. that's gonna. I know that's gonna stick with her. Yeah, we have to be very, very careful. Like when people have like pools in their backyards and things like that, and you've got to take extra safety precautions because kids have a way. And I'm not even talking about big kids, small kids, toddlers are so they have a way of figuring things out that you didn't think they could figure out, like how to unlock Mm -hmm. the door and go and go and think they could just get in the pool. You know, Mm -hmm. things like that. Like, you just have to be careful. So we are we send our condolences to the family as well. That is a very tough loss. Um, I'm Oh, before we go, you unfactual ass bitch. The way T.S. Madison drug Tasha K fulfills. um, I know we we typically cover comedy, but I just want to say this before we go that cisgendered women have a lot of smoke for trans women and the whole time it's the government trying to take rights away from cisgendered women and transgendered women that is the key that is the slobber knocker there and y'all have based it around a fucking menstrual cycle baby it do not that if you think transgender women want to covet periods Please, I have some oceanfront property still out in Denver. If you want to see it, I can show it to you. You can make me an offer. I accept uh, Venmo, Zelle, Cash App, PayPal, whatever the case may be. But as a cisgendered woman, if a if you think a transgendered woman can threaten your womanhood, you do not have autonomy over your womanhood as it stands, and you need to do the work to correct that. Because we are under a government that don't want to allow us to have abortions, that don't want to provide birth control, want to tell us what to do with our bodies, and so on and so forth. Trans women are not y'all fucking enemies. There is a war on women, period. Full stop. Y'all sitting over here listening to Just Hilarious with that ponytail at the top of her fucking head looking like an onion. (laughs) Y'all need to be mindful of who you align yourselves with. That's all I'm saying. The just hilarious of the world, the flame on rose of the world. Please be careful who you align yourself with. These women are about nothing but division and sowing seeds of divisiveness. Now, God damn it. But God damn it, T.S. Madison drug Tasha K for filth. Drugger for filth said, I birthed you hoe from my nuts. Sure the fuck did. I lost it when she said them football head ass kids. kids. I held it together until that point. <laughs> until that point. Because whoever she was taping with laughed in the background. They was hollering in the background. <laughs> oh, gosh. Leave trans women alone. Please. And you do clownery. Leave, leave trans women alone. Okay? Trans women and cis women are losing the same protections and the government is laughing all the way to the fucking bank. That's 
Go find you something else to do. And also, when y'all talk about womanhood, womanhood looks different for every single woman. No two women have womanhood that looks the same for them. And I also want to say that a lot of you women are so fucking stupid that nobody wants to covet your version of womanhood. Y'all is sitting up here fucking niggas who, when they suck your titties, your nipples stink after. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) wants that version of womanhood. (laughs) Y'all is sitting up here having babies with niggas who gotta, they don't even know how to go to the grocery store and buy groceries to sustain the house. They are buying 10 packs of steakums meat and eight boxes of fruit snacks. Nobody is covering your version of womanhood. Your version of womanhood is not the blueprint for greatness. He cheating. He's stealing out your purse. He driving your he driving the gas out your car. Which is sorority plate. Which is sorority plate. He's <laughs> driving in your shit and he got you got an AKA plate on it and he thought Oh no, and, not no and, direct hit. <laughs> And he throwing up, he throwing up his pinky and shit. And I just, you know, I don't know what what would make you think that somebody wants to covet that version of womanhood. You mean you nasty? You think you know it fucking all? You don't give back. You're not a woman's woman. You're not a girl's girl. You still you still agree with me and be calling women females and shit. You still talking about if somebody don't, if you don't suck his dick good, somebody else will. You just, it's just your version of womanhood is not one that a trans woman would need to covet or desire to covet. That's all I'm saying. I haven't got past the stinking nipples part. I'm not going to hold Stinking nipples part. That's all I'm saying. And that's all I wanted to get out. Women who, my womanhood is my own. It's mine. It's autonomously. I have autonomy over my womanhood. It belongs to me. When my daughter grows up, her womanhood will look different than what I, my womanhood, and so on and so forth. But I just want to let a lot of you bitches know that nobody, a lot of people don't want to covet your womanhood. You barely do. Okay, your nipple stink, and so do your attitude. Clean that up first. Um, Y'all have a good week. Have the week that you deserve. Uh, y'all got any shout outs before we go? Anybody want to say hello to? We'll be back hello next to my week. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to us here at Ratchet Ramblings. Year six, moving towards year seven, and we on y'all ass. Y'all have a good week. Bye, Bye y'all. y'all.